All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Sunday Night Secret Society. You got myself and the best co-host on the fucking planet, on the flat planet. Mr. Hank is in the house. Hank, how's it going, brother? Man, it's been an eventful day. Lord, it's been wild. Woke up at 530 this morning. It was 63 degrees and by the time six o'clock rolled around, we had tornadoes on the ground in Arkansas. And now it's what, eight o'clock and it's 29 degrees outside feels like 17. So I'm having, I'm having a blast. <laughs> Dude, that is, te- that is terrible. So I, now you mentioned a tornado and you mentioned that it's fucking freezing. Is it like a tornado of snow? Just going and just destroying everything? Unfortunately, no. That would be really cool. But, like, no, like, this big cold front was moving in. And it was drawing moisture and hot air up from the Gulf of Mexico. And at the same time, the, the cold air line was moving in. And cold and hot with a bunch of wind makes tornadoes. Yeah, that's, I think we, I think we like talked about something like that, I think last week, but it's funny because when I, when I moved to Maine, when I was living in Maine for, for a while, everyone's like, oh my God, you're from California. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh my God, that must be terrible. You have, you have earthquakes. And I'm like, dude, earthquakes, I'm not fucking worried about earthquakes. You know, there's been some very bad earthquakes but like half the time i never feel them like i'm worried about the twisters the tornadoes tsunamis shit like that to where you literally have to go into your little tornado bunker is what is, is there a name for that like a tor- oh, storm a- cellar or storm shelter there you go Stor- yeah 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 yep so part of the year it's a man cave and then the other part of the year it's a storm it's a storm shelter i see right 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 Oddly enough, I want to say it wasn't about a week or two ago in the middle of the day. I was sitting on the couch. We had a 3.8 earthquake. The epicenter was probably 20 miles away, and I didn't feel (laughs) feel nothing. So, yeah, but it's kind of scary. I mean, because we're on one of the biggest fault, not the biggest, but we're on one of the biggest fault lines at like I've as I've spoke about before, it's just, if the, if the new Madrid fault line ruptures, it's just mass destruction. We'll catch you. Yeah. I like that. In the afterlife, I guess, homie. (laughs) What's that? There's that movie. uh... God, I need to think. The rock did San Andreas. Yes. Yes. Eh. Yes. The I'm only thing sure I like this... about that movie is the fact that at the end of it, California had broken off from the rest of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's fucking huge. A lot of people say like we're due. Um, I think I, I mean, mentioned we're, uh, we're all due. See, that's the thing is we're all due. Like overdue. We're, like yeah, we're to the long data. overdue. All of us. Everything is long overdue. Mount St. Helens is long overdue. The New Madrid fault line is long overdue. Every fault line in California is long overdue. Like, yeah, 
we're all we're all flirting with disaster. Yeah, dude, it's, it's scary shit, man. That's that is definitely scary shit. Um, yeah, there's a there's a guy on YouTube named Dutch Sense, and he does like earthquake predicting and whatnot. And according to the family members that I have that pay attention to him, he's pretty fucking accurate. Um, I don't think anything's been necessarily predicted for like a ginormous earthquake to my knowledge, but he predicts them right before they happen. Growing up, I remember my mom would always call. I would always get a phone call from my mom. She'd be like, are you okay? I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, are you okay? I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm fine. Trying to watch, you know, trying to watch SpongeBob. And anyhow, she'll be like, yeah, there was just a massive earthquake. I think the only time I really felt a crazy one was was after I had open heart surgery and I was in a medical building at a Balboa Medical Center. But I was like on the 23rd floor. So uh, when you're on the 23rd floor, dude, oh, my God, it's like, yeah. holy shit, dude, buckle up. I can imagine. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's fucking wild, dude. That's wild. You know what else is wild? shit we're gonna get into tonight yeah um, dude when you sent me this I, I i didn't obviously i didn't skim that far into it because of holy shit yeah dude just fucking creepy man what's wrong with people what's wrong with people so for anybody that's that's i guess watching um You'll be able to see some some photos. They're not they're, they're not completely explicit, but um, they're pretty bad. They're pretty bad. And uh, and so what? For, I'm... Just a di- yeah, just a disclaimer. Like anybody that <laughs> that might have some, some triggers or some sensitivities or some some easily hurt feelings, this might not be the episode for you. Uh, if you are eighteen or younger. This is definitely not the episode for you. Um, the the ears that that hear this episode are gonna need be able to uh, need to be able to buy a beer because you're gonna need it going through this. Um, wow, is is there's n- who not much you can really say to uh, paint this in any kind of light context. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's just really what it is for me is just it's disturbing, but it's disturbing because there's fucking sick fucks out there that are gonna claim that that what we're about to pull up that that this is art. I think nowadays, I think art has just been completely. I don't even know the word. Um, art is not what art used to be. Art is, it's pretty much free range. You can, you can do something completely wild, something super satanic, something super pedophilic and call it art. And at the end of the day, it's all good. It's just art. Right. Oh yeah. There's some other disturbing (laughs) shit on here too. Okay. This is, this is, this is, this is going to be a good one, folks. So Hank, if you want to, because you're you're having to record because my uh, Zoom balance is like five hundred bucks right now, um, you're gonna need to enable 
me to be able to share share my screen here and we'll, we'll get into it. Alrighty then. Yeah, woof, woof. All right, let me find that article real quick. So the website, if anyone's wondering and wants to check it out, um, there's a lot of awesome, awesome stuff on this website, different articles that are kind of related to all the weird shit going on in the world. They break down, do a lot of movie breakdowns. They do a lot of symbolism. So they pick apart music videos, you name it. And, and they, they get into what the symbolism is, what that means. So it's, it's kind of a fun website. I haven't been on here in, in a couple of months, not a couple of months, probably a couple of weeks trying to see what was new and, and upcoming and, um, yeah, this one kind of shocked me. So what I'm going to do is scroll down here. Okay, there we go. Share the screen. I guess I'll share, share the sound. I'm going to go right here. Bring it, share. There you go. All right. Are you seeing this? All right. Are you, are you seeing my desktop or are you just seeing the picture? No, nah, I see the, I see the, your 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 screen <laughs> okay cool well well what i'm seeing right now is my like it's only half of my screen so i got my two daughters as my wallpaper no i don't see them okay cool so this article wow this is actually really freaking interesting i didn't know this this is actually a year a year old a year old so um the article states there's something terribly wrong with gorsad kaiv and it's worse than Balenciaga. So we all remember the whole Balenciaga shit. Um, so we're going to get into it. We're going to get into this. This first photo here. Um, actually, I'll go back. So Gorsad, Gorsad Kaiv is a collective of producers that collaborates with a lot of the world's largest brands. And uh, it seems that everyone's ignoring the fact that their work revolves around graphic abuse and sexualization of children. But even worse, it does appear that some of these models may actually be victims of either abuse and or child trafficking. And I think I think the artwork kind of speaks for itself. The, the first picture we got here is uh, definitely that girl is, does not look to be 18 at all and, and i might I don't know, maybe might like give her 13 yeah oh that's disturbing uh but yeah she's handcuffed it looks like she's i don't i don't know if that's a suitcase or what not but she's handcuffed it's symbolism she's you know she's tied down she, she's stuck she's she can't go anywhere that's what it kind of looks like to me uh We got this next next photo here. It's a it's a girl that that looks like she's almost in the fetal position um, on her side. And this was actually a photo that was um, taken and I guess posted at the at the Vogue Festival. And it says here it says Gorsai Kaiv is a an, uh, is a photography collective consisting of three artists. There's three different artists that are that are to blame for all this. Uh, Victor. Vasiliev, Mariah Ramanuik, and Ulick Ramanuik. So maybe it's a husband and wife, or brother or sister, who fucking knows. Uh, based fucking in Ukraine, Kyiv, Ukraine. Who would have thunk? 
And it says the group has collaborated with many galleries, magazines, musicians, and brands such as ID Vice, Dazed and Confused, Skim Milk, Hood by Air, Ariel Pink, and others. I have never heard of any of those. Probably real I big over see... there. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. I, and Dazed and Confused obviously sounds familiar, but that's also a movie. Yeah. So that's probably where I'm getting that um, <clears throat> getting that mixed up. So it says in 2022, Gorsakai was named in photos Vogue list of top 100 next great fashion image makers. Of yes, course. Because there's so much fashion going on. So Photo Vogue Festival unites the biggest names in the fashion industry, along with numerous publishers from Cond Nast, Cond Nasty, um, the mega corporation that owns hundreds of publications around the world. Here, Photo Vogue features a picture by Gorsad, which features a sad and frightened girl. She's also got uh, what looks to be, a, I don't know, like a BDSM collar on. Go and socks here. and drawers. Socks and some drawers. Girls half naked. This is ridiculous. This is an art. I'm just really praying art. that that some of these girls, I'm praying that some of them are over the age of 18 and have some sort of say whether or not they're they're doing they have a choice, right? They they're able to consent to these pictures for whatever maybe. reason. But maybe not. I mean, this is Ukraine we're talking about. These girls might not have a choice. Oh, Jesus. These might so legitimately be victims of trafficking and abuse. That would not surprise me. That would not surprise me for multiple reasons. Like, you know, when we see all this, all this fuckery going around, they put it right in front of your face. They don't, they really have, they give zero fucks. They, they give zero fucks. No. They don't try to hide it. And I think that's what fools a lot of people is that they're like, there's no way. There's no way they would actually take pictures of what they're doing and then post them in magazines, on the internet, in art galleries. There's no way. There, there's, there, there's a way. There's a way they did it. Um, I mean, you you look over at like Comet Ping Pong. You look at John Podesta, Tony Podesta. Uh, was it uh, Tony Podesta, aka Skippy? I might have mm -hmm. that backwards. That might be John John Podesta. Um, and the whole PizzaGate, the PizzaGate shit. They have this shit everywhere. Again, they they there are zero fucks given. Um, and this this girl right here. This is. I mean, she again does not look does not look 18 years old she's got a uh i guess like a little gown it almost looks like an asian gown i could be wrong but for anyone that that knows anything about like pizzagate right uh we have what's called panda eyes and this is as gross but but panda eyes is is essentially the result of people being sodomized and I, get, I think it's a, like a capillary or a vessel that ends up bursting in their eyes. And I, I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. This might also have something to do with if you look up um, like the Black Eye Club. 
Yeah. Like if you just Google search it and look at all the images and all the <clears throat> all the celebrities that have like one black guy. I don't know if it's a single one black guy thing. I don't know if that's related. I wouldn't fucking doubt it. I wouldn't put it past him. Um, I think with the kids, when these these poor kids and and I also think, you know, it could be adults as well. But when they're sodomized like this, yeah, they get they get what's called panda eyes. Um, and this gal right here um, appears to have panda eyes. She's also in boots and uh, in her in her chonies in her underwear. Um, Dude, I haven't cool. heard chonies in a grill. Chonies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was uh, I think that was like the the like our parents generation and so i think that's how that's how i heard it i i heard that growing up like go get your chonies go take a shower and get to bed chonies um but it. yeah this one right here says gorsab proudly displays the picture of a young girl who looks deeply unwell while sitting in a suggestive position this girl might be a victim of child child sex trafficking This is exhibition gorsad.kaiv 10 years. I don't know what the 10 years mean. Um, dates I again, I don't know what these dates mean either. The 4th of May through the 15th. Well, of that, May, was, I'm guessing that was that was an, uh, a real that was the exhibition for this gallery. Oh, oh, duh, 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 duh. so launch time at 1800, so that would have been 6 p.m. And you got a chain like a chain. A chain um attached to a balloon which apparently That's represents it. innocence of youth being ruined by control and exploitation which makes sense right uh I mean, little kids birthday par. party balloons balloons right the chain control you're not going nowhere you're here to stay yep and see, this is, this is, this is okay. That okay. Never mind. I'm gonna that that whatever I was about to say was gonna come out completely fucking wrong. Um, I find it very interesting when you have these these photos. It looks like this was posted on Instagram, but the comments for me, the comments tell me like a lot. Um, and and Hank and I, we're gonna we're gonna do hopefully uh, very shortly in the near future, we're gonna do another uh, PizzaGate episode. Because there's always more to dig into there. And um, one of the things that I found out in, in previous the previous Pizzagate uh, series is the comments. These are the sick fucks. The only comment that should be in, in, in any of these photos, it, it should be sick fucks. Or you nasty, sick human beings. Something to that nature. So this one is was the original picture that we were talking about with the gal that's chained up. Clearly does not look uh, look of age. Um, okay, so so one person Insta Boothy uh, wrote sick account. Please report. That seems like a clean soul there. And then we got Randy Seven Fourteen Courage that actually uh, tagged Tucker Tucker Carlson tonight is fucking odd maybe maybe they were tagging him to possibly like report on this we got yeah okay so these these are not all these people are terrible 
yeah, this is a poor child. This account is disgusting. We have another person saying pedos. Um, the last one says, so are you highlighting the human trafficking issue? Are your models adults or children? Looks like you are exploiting the situation in Ukraine to popular popularize your abusive. And that's all I, that's all I'm able to see. What do we got down here? Looks like the same gal on the left is the same gal in the picture we just seen. And again, there's chains. These girls are chained up. One of them's chained from the neck uh, down. And it's also connected to the other gal's arm. And there's a cheese grater. Which is fucking disgusting. I don't even want to know what the cheese grater is used for. Um, yeah, again, again, the, the, the comments are the same. Like how it's pretty much people shaming this this fucking uh this Instagram account. Now I I will throw out there the Instagram account if anyone if it's even still up if anyone wants to shame them it's G R S D K Y I V that's on Instagram. So despite the fact that we do have some some normal people right putting in uh how how sick this is there's also almost 900 likes. Oh, so it says here, two young girls are chained next to something that looks like a cheese grater, which might refer to torture. We got the next one down here. Looks like a, a, a gal, a gal with her back face. She's got one of those little kids backpacks that are see through and clear. Um, inside the backpack is a dildo. Pedos love to mix kitty stuff with adult things. They're catering to the sick crowd. So you got a little can of Coke in there. I don't know what else is in there. It looks like a soda of some sort. And again, the comments on that one are still shaming these sick bucks. Yep. So we got this. Now, I, can, I will bet my fucking life on this. That This gal is not, probably not even in her teens. Maybe 10, 11. And she's laying down wearing red, um, which red is a as a color these guys like to throw around. Um, but she's also has a choker on, um, which says that it is uh yeah, used in BDSM. I mean, just just being the a father of two young girls, man, this is infuriating stuff. what the beers were okay what do we got here oh yeah perfect let's promote smoking let's not even promote smoking to these children but these children have fucking cigarettes in their mouth i don't know is that shit allowed in ukraine is there like a you only have to be five years old to smoke cigarettes in ukraine apparently uh, at least they have the decency here to blur this fucking girl's eyes out that's fucking that that's fucking sick and this is something we were talking about before. How can this be considered art or fashion? Like, and then it says, which is perfect. It it looks like a child trafficking catalog, which is all it is. I wouldn't doubt, dude. On the other, the opposite side of these fucking quote unquote paintings or artwork or pictures, whatever. There's probably a price tag on it, and the price tag isn't to fucking purchase the boat, the the picture. It's to purchase the child. Going back to uh, what was that fucking Wayfair? 
$45,000 fucking dresser that is named after uh, a, a person who happens to be a missing child. Fuck out of here. Oh, yeah, this one's disturbing, too. The same girl from above is bleeding from the nose. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, this is like some like MK Ultra shit. That's like, I don't know. That's disturbing. <clears throat> this might be the one of the worst ones here. So this is a gal with a hat on her head that says balls, and she is placing her finger into a fucking watermelon. It says this child is wearing a hat on which is written balls while suggestively poking a fruit. Next to the picture frame is an erotica book. They're making it very clear that this is all pedophilia. So next, it's it's just a little tiny picture in a picture frame. And then to the right of it is a book that says erotica universe something or another. I can't make up. My eyes are shit. Okay, this next one is a gal that appears to have like a dog treat in her mouth and she is letting the dog take that out of her mouth. I've seen that movie before. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it looks like she's got a tattoo. girl might be of age because she, yeah, as I say, she's got a tattoo, so she might be 18 and two hours old. Oh. Now this this gal right here, she appears to be naked. It looks like she's fucking naked. Um, but she has a chain covering up her genitalia. And it says <sighs> in one of its many Stand with Ukraine social media post. Gorsad includes this pic of a girl who looks unwell with chains around her genitals. This is all about child sex trafficking. So it appears. Okay, so going back. So to the to the account, um, I can't tell if this was a if this is a Twitter or if this is an Instagram account, but this one is called Gorsad dot And in this, they decided to hashtag Stand with Ukraine at NFT photography and at NFT community. So, yeah. Now, do you mean, do you know what NFT stands for? It's non fungible token, I thought. Yes. Yes, non fungible token. Which they're going to go obviously to get a non fungible token, you have to pay for it. So, I'd be curious as to the price of this NFT. Because there's only one. That, to my knowledge, to my knowledge, when it comes to NFTs, what what makes them special is there's one. So you are the only owner of that one. So maybe it's a way that they are uh, pushing, you know, pushing the, the 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 trafficking, and I don't know. Possibly, you make that purchase of the NFT, and you might have this this poor thing delivered to your house. I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about it. What I do know is it's, it's pretty, pretty fucking disgusting. Um, we have another girl in a skirt 
and uh, she's got blood dripping down her leg, which is kind of, uh, I guess, referencing rape. Um, but the blood is, I'm assuming, coming from her genitals. So the next one, aggressively abusing children. Gorsod loves depicting the abuse, torment, humiliation, and torture of children. I'm honestly not sure how these pictures are allowed to exist without an in-depth police investigation. So we have a, either a boy or a girl wearing lipstick with a plastic bag over his head or her head. It says a reoccurring theme in Gorsod's work, children's choking in plastic bags. I don't even know how to say that word, Hank. Can you say that word? Grat Gratuitous. Gratuitous celebration of abuse. We got two more. Again, they got the eyes blurred out. I'm two boys, I'm assuming two little boys. Um, shirtless children choke on plastic bags. They should really not be taking part in any of this. But I'm not even sure if their parents are anywhere around them. And or aware. Their parents probably, if they've been trafficked, their parents probably have no fucking idea where they're at. See, and this is, this bothers me on, on so many different levels. Like, I, growing up, we've all put, like, a bag over our head, right? And uh, most parents are like, don't fucking do that. You can suffocate. Yep. And so they're having kids, and they're kind of promoting this. They're, they're definitely promoting this. We got another child wrapped in plastic laying on a bed. This looks like the victim of human trafficking that's being disposed of. This dude, fuck, he might, I don't know, he might be, uh, he might be uh, over the age of 18. I, I could be fucking wrong. I, I wouldn't give that any credence, but it, uh, it's a guy in a white suit with, with, uh, suspenders on and it looks like he's got shit all over the front of his pants it looks like shit i'm assuming it says this picture is not only disgusting but it conveys the deeply sadistic nature of those behind it forcing people to stand in their own filth because of intense trauma um and and then in quotes it says it is a major torture technique and this guy has to go through the humiliation of posing for a picture while pretty much soiling, have soiled himself in some way, shape, or form. I think where they're getting at that is like, we've all fucking, you know, shit our pants before. The last thing you want to do is walk around all fucking day. And I think that's what they're kind of getting at. They do this, these, this sexual torture shit to these kids and then make them sit around in their, their soiled clothes. Um, I don't know if we're going we don't I don't know if we're going to go through all these. I'll briefly go through these guys. We have a little girl sitting at a uh, at a graveyard. It's a little creepy. We got a uh what do you call that? I don't know That's if that a gimp ties suit. in. Yeah, there you go. A gimp suit. Someone wearing a gimp suit all like latex or spandex whatever it is, latex and covering up a little boy's mouth. We got this dude that's got one of those uh, dog a muzzle. There you go, muzzle. Thank, thank you, fucking coming through, dude. My mind's just not <laughs> with it. This is, it's hard to stay focused, right? No, I mean, there. This is, this is, this is rough, man. Because like none of these kids look healthy. 
or happy. I think there was like a couple pictures where the the girl with the bloody nose was smiling. That's all like MK Ultra sex kit and bullshit. We have another gal. Looks like she's appearing appears to be drowning in a bathtub. This girl's got a cinnamon roll. We 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 know how the how the and and what is the swirl? Oh, I didn't. I was thinking more along the lines of like hot dogs, hamburgers, pasta with sauce, without sauce. I thought no, well, but the swirl did. The, the swirl. swirl is the the symbolism of a swirl. Ain't that the symbolism for um? It is. Is it is it for pedophilia or for yep child trafficking or? I think it's pedophilia. I think they both kind of go hand in hand, but yeah, it's and a little then, squiggly. And then she's got the the one eye symbolism, which is Project Monarch, MK Ultra, torture, and then she almost, abuse. She yeah. pulls her hair up to make it look like horns, like ball or. And then I can't I can't really see what the hell is on her chest, but like it it almost looks like a stain or something. So it's either more symbolic of more physical abuse or something. That's fucking terrible. Back to what you just said, Project Monarch. We have a monarch butterfly on this gal's this gal's uh right eye. And this is a young young lady who and I say lady out of respect for the child, but it's a child and she's in a I guess she's topless because they've got it blurred out, and thankfully they do because man, this is this is fucked up shit. Kyle, this is this is <sighs> and this is a year old, dude. This is a year old. And nobody talking no about one's, this. Nope, no one's talking about it. No one's and I'm not talking about like as far as like the podcasting community. I'm talking about like the news outlets. Zero people are mentioning this. Yep. This is a hundred percent monarch programming symbolism. Oh, ain't 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 this just lovely? Got a little boy blurring out his face and he's got six 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 written on his forehead. Who else had who else had six 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 written on their forehead? What other male figure? I'm gonna take a guess. Oh, 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 oh. Are you are we talking like celebrities here? Well, I mean, I guess he does have a level of fame to him. I don't I guess certain peoples would consider him a celebrity for sure. Moloch? I was thinking uh old oh. Mr. Charlie Manson. Yep, the inf- excuse me, the infamous picture of Mr. Charles Manson with the six 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 on his forehead, and then right below that picture, you've got a, a young fellow who, for once, looks happy and healthy, but he's holding on to the horn of a goat. And there's your Baphomet Satanism.
So right below that, I don't know if these were placed in, in any particular order, but I think we're, we're, we're kind of going down more of like a satanic route at this point. Yeah, because it says that this next picture's got a picture of this this white dude who kind of has his arms out to the side, and he's got what looks to be a crown of thorns on his head, and it says that they're rid rid ridiculing Jesus. And then right below that is a picture of a dude and a lady both wearing crown of thorns with an anic or a python around both of their shoulders. And they are, they both have their mouths attached to either side of an apple. So well, there you go. Garden of Eden, maybe, possibly. Oh, most definitely. Adam and Eve, we got the apple, we got the snake, which is the snake or the serpent, which represents Lucifer. And then dude's got flames on his crotch and boxing. He's got a pair of boxing shorts on, but like, can you see what, what that says on his trunks? It says make. It's like B-A-R. CK Hold on, I'm going to pull this up. Oh. Folks, I I need I'm going to see if I can zoom in on this picture. Actually here, I want to go like this and save image as We're going to go to desktop. We're going to go to I'm I'm going to I'm going to try because there's always that's where you, that's where they hide all this shit, dude. Of course is in these little tiny okay we'll just go for it on here and then we're gonna go yeah i'm not sure if i'm gonna be able to do this with the screen. Okay. yeah i'm not able to Able to. Well, he has so many typical white boy tattoos. Even well, for one Ukraine, of the little devil. Even little Ukraine, devil. It, 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 white boys are gonna white boy. He's got like snakes and knives, and and the 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 real black one on his on his stomach is a a little Uzi. Yeah, like a little Mac 10 or something. <laughs> so the the girl looks like she it almost looks like it's almost like, it a, like a, a hanging cat with like a no, a, it's like a doll, like a almost like a really ugly like I don't know, like a shit, that might be a cat. It looks like maybe a cat, and then instead of legs, it's like a scarab beetle. And I'll never forget, like, the scarab beetle. I remember watching The Mummy. I think it was, oh. like, the first mummy, and all those scarab beetles yeah. go everywhere. I'm like... All up in dude's skin. Yep, yep. Fuck, that was... We're gonna, Yeah, we're going to have to do, like, a, I'd like to do a... I wonder if there's anything crazy with that movie, doing a breakdown, knowing what we know now. Oh, and this is oh. this is lovely. This is really lovely. 
we have a, a gal laying on the bed with roses that form a pentagram. Upside down pentagram at that. Upside inverted, yeah, which is used in Satanism and black magic. This is what the occult elite is about, and this is why they're getting money, contracts, accolades, and exposure. And the girl is a redhead, which, according to Hottie Love, means she's Nephilim. Nephilim. So she's she's the devil. <laughs> it's just right. It just it's just it's right. It's right yeah. in front. It's just right there. And they just don't give two fucks. They don't give two fucks at all. So, yeah, that was pretty disturbing. That was pretty disturbing. But unfortunately, it needs to be talked about. People need to be aware of this shit. I mean, I haven't heard anybody else mention it. So maybe we just broke something. Maybe it'll it'll blow up. We can say that we did that. Yes, dude. Oh, fuck. Even just to save one fucking one, save one person. And and, and it's no coincidence that we're, we've been funneling hundreds of millions and billions of dollars into Ukraine. Wonder where the money's been going. And they even this this same this same company, Gorsad Kaiv. I might be pronouncing that wrong, but uh, they're posting these pictures and they're tagging. You know, stand up for Ukraine, save Ukraine, 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 Ukraine. See, I remember hearing. I remember hearing. Um, a thought that Russia was going into Ukraine for multiple reasons, one of which being bio labs. These bio labs that they had, but at in the same breath, um, I've also seen. I've also heard that they were going over there to break up these child sex trafficking rings. I mean, I don't know. Again, I don't know how true these things are, but in the same breath, it's like, I, I fucking really hope that there was some more to that. And the fact that the Biden administration was sending all of our fucking tax dollars over there to, for what, though? For what? Maybe because who knows what if Ukraine's got fucking what if Ukraine had dirt on the United States or a lot of the higher ups in the United States, the elite cabal, whatever you want to call it. Therefore, that money was not aid money. That was hush money. I'm sure it was. That was all hush money. I'm sure it was. Fuck. What if what if Russia like started diving into Pizzagate? And realized that a lot of this shit was coming right out of Ukraine, because a lot of the PizzaGate. Well, I can't say a lot of it. I know I know some people um, outside of the U.S. that kind of helped break the whole PizzaGate story. But yeah, maybe somehow they were. I don't know. I would like to think that there was something positive going on there, not in Ukraine, but as far as the whole war, like the battle between good and evil. Yeah. So luckily, we're all we're all now. I guess not luckily, but we're all we are all now aware of, of this and the ties to Ukraine. And um, on some more lighthearted shit, Hank is sent over because of his dinosaur of a laptop. So I'll be I'll be sharing these. 
you're gonna get a new laptop soon, brother. That's gonna happen. I have, oh, yeah. dude. I have. I don't know what it's gonna take to get it up and running, but I have a really nice other laptop. But what ended up happening is, is my my hard drive got like fried, so it was. I had a one terabyte hard hard drive in there, so my brother sent me like a maybe like a 250 gigabyte or like a 50 gigabyte hard drive to install in it, which is very, very, very small. Yeah. But I have to reinstall windows. I have windows on there, but something happened with the installation of windows to where I'm not able to like on your laptop, you can go to like network settings and you could find whatever Wi-Fi you want to connect to. It's not showing any of that. So I pretty much have to hard hardwire cable using an ethernet going from the computer to a modem to even make it work oh damn but anyhow we'll get that all we'll get that all we'll get that all set up so i'm gonna go ahead and pull this up hank and you can interject and you want let me figure this out share screen okay we're gonna do share sound optimize for video clip we will start with the uh, rampage, Jackson. Ramp, okay. Because we just did a uh, episode with Moral Bob on the Six Four Three Conspiracy Podcast on my main show, and talked some flat Earth. So I seen this right after we had that conversation, and um. I remember watching Rampage Jackson fight in UFC. Um, really, really interesting how you start seeing more and more of these celebrities and more famous people. You know, it was first it was Kyrie Irving and Shaq's been out there dropping flat earth jabs and now you got rampage jackson and surely all of these people are crazy bob too are you familiar with bob no just the song that outcast did back in the early 2000s bombs over Baghdad. oh you know who bob is i'll i'll i'll, I'll send you a song Probably, here yeah 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 i do he, he does that song airplanes don't he yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's yeah, a hardcore flatter. He that song. My kids he get sings down to about that shit. Really? Yep, he does. Oh. He sings about it. I'll, 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 yeah, they'll probably dig the song. It's pretty dope. Um, yeah, oh. let's 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 see what old Rampage Jackson's got to say about the flat Earth. Let's go. Let me know if you can. Oh, there we go. That'd help if I. Yep. Okay, here we go. The moon is real. Okay, but outer space is not. Yeah, there's no such thing as outer space. No, and that's the whole thing that get, get you tricked and why you think the other planets and stuff. The planets are wandering stars that you think about. So you life. think all, all that, like them going to Mars stuff is all... Uh... How they going to the Mars? Why they don't put the same road on the moon so we can watch the Earth spin right now? How they going to go to Mars? They're talking about building a society on Mars, right? Yeah. How they go, why they doing that? Why they ain't got the same thing on the moon right now? Yeah. How they going to go stupid and we believe it? It's just it's so ingrained, you know, because your parents were taught that, their parents were taught that. So if you go no, against, no, our grandparents actually, our grandparents wasn't taught that. 
your your your, your our great grandparents, our, our grandparents, our grandparents, and our great grandparents was taught that the Earth was flat before it's like before 1968. I don't think so. Look up, find the encyclopedia before 1968. Uh, did I, I, I know when I first came across the flat Earth stuff, I didn't believe in it stuff, and and I was trying to debunk it and everything. The thing that 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 threw me off was. They were talking about how fast the earth spins at 666, everything 666 and stuff like that and making it sound like so evil. And that's that's the thing that threw me off. I'm like, you know, it's too much of a conspiracy. Like, I know people can be smart and stuff again and can be evil. I know how evil this world is because I'm a very spiritual person. Yeah. And and I, I know the true meaning. I know the true re reason why they're lying. I do. And but that's that stuff is is that what that's what threw me off about the whole flat earth and I, and I didn't believe in the only time the only way I believed it I came across the is real. The sun okay. and the moon is real. Okay. So man I think that I don't think that believing in flat earth and believing space is fake and gay are mutually, you know, uh, bound together. I don't think it's a uh, both or neither. I, I think you can believe in flat earth and acknowledge that space is real just because we can't get to it. Doesn't make it not real. You know what I'm saying? Like what we're told about space, like how we're doing this big intergalactic dance, that might not be true. But I do believe that there's stars out there. There's comets out there. I've seen a comet, Kyle, with my own eyes. I've seen one. I've are you are you are you talking like a shooting star? Would that be no, a, a no, comet? like no, a comet. Different. Okay. No, you know, you know the difference. Shooting stars are real fleeting, real quick. You almost got to yeah. be looking in the right, sp yep. right spot in the sky, you know, or you barely catch one out of your peripheral. Whereas comets, you can track them and follow them. They move slow okay. enough, but they're bright enough and big enough to where you are like, oh, wow, that's awesome. <clears throat> but I've, I've looked out into the sky and seen the balls of light that the weatherman told me was Mars, Jupiter, Venus, and Mercury. Like, I don't think that you have to believe space is fake if you're a flat earther. Just because it's inaccessible to us doesn't mean that it's not real. Now, yeah, certain stars, like the constellations... I do believe the constellations are cast into the firmament, like it says in the Bible, because if we are doing this intergalactic dance, there's no explanation why tonight I can go outside and still see the Big Dipper, still see Orion, and it's the same constellation that it was when Galileo was charting stars. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, his, his, now, even though we did get into moral, but with moral Bob about how Orion has changed with the belt being a little mm -hmm. askew, his orientate orientations off, um, and the, the top left star being blood red, like those are things that I vaguely do not remember from my childhood. You know, I remember Orion very differently, but for, for the whole 
the constellations as we know them have been the way they are since they are. So I think that they're probably are cast into the firmament, but that doesn't mean I can't believe that the other planets are out there. Hell, I even I'm a die to in my I'm a I'm a be on my deathbed, and the last thing I'm gonna whisper with my with my living breath is Pluto was a planet. Yeah. <laughs> why, 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 why do I have to believe that space is fake just because I believe we're on a flat Earth? That's just me, though. Maybe maybe I haven't seen the argument that I think that that that. that changes that way of thinking for me but i mean i mean am i am i being illogical about it no i think to be honest with you like i think the whole term and i could be wrong the whole like term space is fake and gay i think what makes it fake and gay is just like the globe is fake and gay so we still are on this plane of some sort right sure but it's it's the fact that we've been lied to about it so that makes it like just the other day i saw a shooting star i i've been looking up now more than ever i looked straight up and i literally saw a shooting star and it was one of those things you have to be looking at the right place the right time and it was there and then it was fucking gone i don't think it's necessarily a fucking hologram you know, I don't think it's like a uh, one of those old Windows ninety five screensavers. Yeah, I was gonna say that some bitches running on Windows up there. Yeah, yeah, he's got like when they're on like Windows fucking one thousand. I I don't think that's the case. Um, but I I'm not do sure think if that... I can buy into the whole artificial sky either. Yeah, that one. No, I mean I've seen some videos that were pretty interesting, but I don't. Again, you can't fucking trust. You have to use a little bit of, of, excuse me, a little bit of common sense, or I guess this, I guess discernment. Is, is it that space is fake and gay, or is it the space, as in the the endless vacuum that we're all speeding through, is fake and gay? Because that I could get behind the perfect vacuum that you know that it's supposedly out there the scientific definition of space i believe is fake and gay there you but go space you go. in in the definition of everything outside of our firmament i'm pretty sure it's there i see it which who knows i see a lot of things Stay up for a few days on a bender. You'll see some oh, things yeah. too. <laughs> Got those creepy crawlies, those little speaking shadow of, monsters. Speaking of things you 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 won't stay up on days on. Um, Mister Mister Jelly Roll, who hails from Central Tennessee, I've known about Jelly Roll since I was in high school. Long before he was ever anybody famous, I knew him as a fat white boy from Middle Tennessee that could wrap his ass off. And I think it, it's fucking amazing that we're able to click on a Breitbart clip like we're about to and hear this man speak the words that he's about to speak. Because 
I know some of the, 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 the journey he's traveled down and I've heard him speak his story, you know, a few different times. And I don't care if you don't like his music. I don't care if you don't like his life choices. You got to respect the fact that the man has literally hustled his way out of every bad situation he was in to get to where he's at now. Got to respect the hustle. So without further ado, let's hear what Jelly's got to say for us. Three, two, and one. Fireworks, please. A little nervous. I'm used to having a rock and roll band behind me when I have a microphone in front of me. Um, During the time that I've been given to share my testimony here, I think it's important to note before I start that in these five minutes I'll be speaking that somebody in the United States will die of a drug overdose, and it is almost a 72% chance that during those five minutes it will be fentanyl-related. Having started that way, Chairman Brown, Ranking Member Scott, and esteemed committee members, thank you for having me. I know this is a bit of a curveball, but I like a little baseball myself. My name is Jason D. Ford, but to most I am known as Jelly Roll. I, it is important to establish earlier that I am a musician and that I have no political alliance. I am neither Democrat nor Republican. In fact, because of my past, my right to vote has been restricted. Thus far, I have never paid attention to a political race in my life. Ironically, I think that makes me the perfect person to speak about this because fentanyl transcends partisanship and ideology, gentlemen and women. This is a totally different problem. And uh, I was speaking outside to the media, and I, I gave them a statistic that said 190 people a day overdose and die every single day in the United States of America. That is about a 737 plane. That's what about a 737 aircraft can carry. Could you imagine the national media attention it would get if they were reporting that a plane was crashing every single day and killing 190 people. But because it's 190 drug addicts, we don't feel that way because America has been known to bully and shame drug addicts instead of dealing and trying to understand what the actual root of the problem is with that. But the sad news is that that narrative is changing too because the statistics say that in all likelihood almost every person in this room has lost a friend family member or colleague to the disease known as addiction i've attended more funerals than i care to share with y'all this committee i could sit here and cry for days about the caskets i've carried of people i loved dearly deeply in my soul good people not just drug addicts, uncles, friends, cousins, normal people, some people that just got in a car wreck and started taking a pain pill to manage it. One thing led to the other. And how fast it spirals out of control, I don't think people truly, truly understand. So many people. Equally, I think it's important for me to tell you all that I'm not here to defend the use of illegal drugs. And I also understand the paradox of my history as a drug dealer standing in front of this committee. But equally, I think that's what makes me perfect to talk about this. I was a part of the problem. I am here now standing as a man that wants to be a part of the solution. I brought my community down. I hurt people. I was the uneducated man in the kitchen playing chemists with drugs I knew absolutely nothing about, just like these drug dealers are doing right now when they're mixing every drug on the market with fentanyl, and they're killing the people we love. 
I'll be honest with y'all, my desire is to only get older and only do better and be better. I believed when I sold drugs genuinely that selling drugs was a victimless crime. I truly believe that, y'all. My father always told me what doesn't get you in the wash will get you in the rinse. Now I have a 15-year-old daughter whose mother is a drug addict. Every day I get to look in the eyes of a victim in my household of the effects of drugs every single day. And every single day I have to wonder if me and my wife, if today will be the day that I have to tell my daughter that her mother became a part of the national statistic. History repeats itself, gentlemen. Even in the 1990s, crack cocaine had long made its way into my middle lower class neighborhood. And at that moment, even as a teenager, you could have never convinced me in that moment that there would be a far bigger problem on the horizon in the form of a pharmaceutical drug. And then I watched opioids and Oxycontin burst onto the scene. I'm here to tell y'all that fentanyl is going to make the Sackler family look like saints. And I want to let y'all sit with that for a second. It is time for us to be proactive and not reactive. We were reactive with crack, we were reactive with opioids, and y'all are taking the first step at somebody in Senate finally being proactive. I truly believe in my heart that this bill, that this bill will stop the supply and can help stop the supply of fentanyl. But in part of being proactive, gentlemen and, and women I, and, and ladies, I have to be frank and tell y'all that if we don't talk to the other side of Capitol Hill and stop the demand, we are gonna spin our tires in the mud Y'all are taking the first step, but I encourage you to take it outside of this room and you take it to your colleagues and your constituents and you give them the most that you can. I know I've got a few seconds here and Senator Brown said I may or may not go over. Um, all I want to say is that I not only encourage y'all to do this, I encourage y'all to take it a step further. At every concert I perform, I witness the heartbreaking impact of fentanyl. I see fans grappling with this tragedy in the form of music that they seek solace in music and hope that their experiences won't befall others. They crave reassurance. These are the people I'm here to speak for, y'all. These people crave reassurance that their elected officials actually care more about human life than they do about ideology and partisanship. I stand here as a regular member of society. I am a stupid songwriter, y'all, but I have firsthand witnessed this in a way most people have not. I encourage y'all to not only pass this bill, but I encourage you to bring it up where it matters at the kitchen table. Thank you for your time. Let's fucking go. There's Dude. just so much that that makes me want to say, man. Like listening to that damn near pushes me to the verge of tears. Dude, it I so I've I've heard this, but I only heard the first like minute. That's incredible. That's incredible, 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 incredible. He is sitting and, in front of Congress, burying his soul on behalf of a entire populace that is shit on every day. I personally know it's like really, 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 really bad here in Southern California. I personally know. I will say from... I don't know. In the last three years, I personally, I personally know. I'm not going to say that again because I've already said it like 20 fucking times. But probably 15 people that have died from fentanyl overdoses. The fentanyl, and I'm not talking people that went out and bought fentanyl. I'm talking people that might have went and bought a Xanax or yep. bought a Valium or bought an a 
hydro was or morphine. whatever, uh, and yep. it was just press fentanyl. Mm-hmm. The the fentanyl and epidemic has even touched my household, brother. It's terrible, dude. Like it's it's everywhere. It's literally everywhere, and uh, I think it's important to notice that Mister Kevin Cody W on Instagram left a comment on that clip saying the solution is the solution is what the solution is just like Kelly uh, Vitorino says close the fucking southern border that is where the fentanyl is coming from they're not smuggling it through Canada they're not going through the 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 port the port of New York, you know, they're not going through the harbors in, in San Francisco and Los Angeles. It's coming in the southern border. Close it. China's making it. Mexico's pushing it. We're dying on it. Thank so God I, was... I don't mess with the Chachaina anymore. The old uh, Christina Aguilera, you know that that <laughs> white girl, dude. To, to be quite because honest with you, I, I guarantee you, if I still was, dude, I'd be dead. We wouldn't be doing this right now because it's all it's all laced. Like you, like like Jelly was saying, these motherfuckers everywhere you look, it's some ig- ignorant ass dope boy in the in the kitchen mixing whatever he can get his hands on with fentanyl. And that, that's the problem. That's the problem. I will, I have been uh, off of any type of pill, opiate, like anything like that for, I think I'm coming up on, I don't know, I think it's 11 years. I think it's coming up on 11 years, but, and it has never even been like a thought in my mind, to be honest with you. But I, I know some people that had offered recently some cocaine. And I'm like, dude, there's no fucking way. You could like, for me. multiple reasons. No, no, seriously. And it's not, it's not like if the fentanyl crisis wasn't so big that I'd be like, yeah, fuck it, you know, line me up. Either way, it's a no. But for me, it's like no fucking way. You're out of your mind, dude. Because all it takes is one fucking one batch. You might be used to your little, your same little daily dose. Yep. Or weekly, or maybe you do it once a year to celebrate whatever. Um which obviously we do not condone any of that shit. But uh, now it's, you don't, you don't know. I mean, again, like everything is pressed with it. So like back in my, back when, back when I was using, you know, I knew how many, if I was going to throw back a a Norco or something, I knew how many I could take. Well, nowadays you think you're good with two or three. If you just take a little bite off of, off of one, you're toast, dude, that's it. And where did I just fucking see this, dude? Um, just at one of my local, one of the local like little shopping centers, they had uh, a little poster on the outside of the window, and it was for Narcan. And now, regular citizens are carrying around Narcan just in the in the crazy possibility that they walk up onto somebody who is fucking overdosing. To save their life. 
So I would be actually curious that that would be a cool uh, another cool show to do is who fucking makes Narcan? Which company makes Narcan? I don't because it's almost like it's almost like the Bill Gates deal where he's like, oh, I got the fucking software for your computer. That While he's also a virus for. Yep. And I just gave you virus, but that's OK, though. I got because you. I have the solution. I got you. So for you a just low, low payment of thirty nine ninety nine. Yep. Oh, we're going to get we're going to hit you with the free trial and then uh, you're going to forget to fucking pay and you're going to be hit with a fat fucking bill. Yeah, it's bullshit. Was it pro? Uh, what's the saying? It's like. Uh, ah, fuck it. The last yeah, thing it's... I want to hit on on this on this uh, Jelly Roll clip before we move on into some more lighthearted topics for once. um, He mentioned that nobody really understands how quick the transition from a regular non-drug abusing person to an addict can really be like he was saying it might be somebody that just got into a car wreck that got a script of hydros for their back pain and next thing you know a year and a half later they're buying up every pain pill within 50 miles and i have some real relatable experience to that man because like i was on i was on myth for a while when i was younger i lost my father when i was 20 and i, I lost my shit dude when my dad died i i flipped my shit man it's not an excuse by any by any means like there's no justifying what i did to my family my friends and myself but it's what happened man my dad died unexpectedly and it fucked me up and when people ask me you know we get to talking about you know our past sins and shit and the best way i explain it is i tried dope once and i came down like a year and a half later but like what i don't describe are the that that it didn't take any amount of time from the first time that I tried it to being a full-blown like now Hank's on dope like it was a blink of an eye man and it, and it happened so fast and it, it it messed me up to the point that back a few months ago when I was having all the troubles out of my wisdom teeth, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to the doctor and I got a script of hydros. Like I was scared to take the hydros, but like I had to take them because I was dying from pain. Like I was seriously in some pain. Like I remember that, but I was afraid. Like I was telling my wife, like, when it got down to like i had only a few left like that 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 old pill popper mentality started kicking in i was like well well i'll just i'll i'll wait a little bit that way i know i've still got three in my bottle and i'll have these three and i got these three and i got three hydros and she's like well, you know what's wrong with you i'm just i'm hurting i'm hurting she's like well why don't you take a hydro and i was like i don't want to fucking take a hydro i can't i can't i gotta i can't just keep taking these like they're okay because it's going to come around. I'm going to run out of these motherfuckers. And next thing you know, I've done sold the TV for a script of pills that, as we just mentioned, are going to be laced with fentanyl. And then I'm going to be dead. 
it's that quick and easy. Well, that's it's a blessing that you were able to realize that because oh, a lot dude, of people like, don't I, realize that. I don't. I don't. When I'm at work, there's certain there's it might be just the faintest whiff of like there might have been something on this one spot of metal when I was grinding it and it'll just create this smell for just the briefest of moments but then it's like as soon as I hit it I have a flashback right back to cooking the shit it's like for that brief moment I'm balls deep in and like I'm physically back in the trailer shaking a fucking batch and yeah dude like I can't even um, I can't be around ammonia I cannot be around ammonia um I don't I don't even like to like a, a Red Bull is damn near too much uppity feeling for me like I don't enjoy the up feeling anymore like it's but I recognize that I have a problem because if it weren't for the fact that I've got a whole ass family to lose right now your boy would be dead because I'd have just I'd have been out there for all these years. If I'd still been alive, I, I wouldn't have a tooth in my head. It'd just be bad, dude. That's I, I can relate. I can relate. And does that because... make me does that mean I'm a piece of shit person? Because I know that if I let myself, I'm 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 gonna be that be that person. You know what I'm saying? Like, does that mean I'm just instantly like Jelly was saying, we write these people that we consider addicts off. We we cast them aside without a thought, but does that does that mean that I'm a piece of shit because I know that I have a problem, even though I don't allow myself to do it today. I know deep down, given the choice, if I knew there were seriously no repercussions, and I dive head first into it. I'm dude. I'm right. I'm a thousand percent with you, and I don't think. I think what makes it. What well, I'm not saying what what makes you saying that not a piece of shit person but i think the goal is like just hopefully like if if whoever's listening right if only one person just one fucking person can pick up on on some of this and maybe help someone else out or maybe someone listening actually gets to is helped by by these words because i'm in the same boat dude the other day i was cooking cooking burgers on the flat top and one of the burgers we have we put teriyaki sauce on the on the burger but i do it while it's on the grill and if i leave that teriyaki sauce on there too long and it like drips off the burger and starts burning it smells like heroin oh and i'm like oof i get it, it, it's instant instantly yep. i go back and i'm and that's it it's the wildest it's not thing like it's a almost choice. like it's just you're hmm. there it's wired it's wired into your fucking brain there's nothing i don't think there's any amount of psychedelics that you can do I mean, it's a, it, again, like cops, like I've talked to one of my uh, law enforcement teachers back in high school was telling me, he goes, you'll never, when you smell like a burning body or a rotting body, you will never get that smell out of your head. And it's not because you smelt it once. It's because you smelt it. You were there. You saw it. It's, it's a, it's a form of trauma. It rewires your fucking brain, dude. Yep. Yep. And I, and I know people that, that have done done drugs and they started off at a young age it doesn't even matter if it's drugs or alcohol but if you were using them to to fulfill a void in yourself and you do it too much you you don't you still age but you don't grow 
you know, like, so when you're seven years old, you have the mind of a seven year old. And now, you know, I'm 33 and I'm sure it's fucked me up where I am 33, but I also probably could be smarter and more sure of a 33 year old had I had not spent X <laughs> of years doing drugs. You know what I mean? Because it sets you back. You, you pretty much put a pause on, on that's all you think about night and day. That's all you think about. Yep. And as soon as you take your last, whatever, then you don't even, I mean, I guess you kind of do enjoy the high, but you're immediately thinking, okay, how the fuck am I going to get my next fix? And it never fucking ends, dude. It never, ever, ever, ever ends. Yeah. It's fucked, man. I think it's, I think, um, I think it's something that needs to be talked about more. I think it's something that, that the government, the media, uh, needs to fucking quit swiping that shit under the rug. As Jelly Roll said, like, I think he said 190 something people died every fucking day from fentanyl. And I would not even doubt if those numbers have been fucking skewed to make them look a little less terrible than they really are. It's fucked, dude. It's fucked. Yep. Damn. Damn. Well, on to some more lighthearted <laughs> subjects. Some lighthearted. Shit. If you so, don't. If you don't think that softball is harder than baseball, maybe this will change your mind. I'm excited. Okay, I have not seen this yet. I'm excited for this. And I know you're a big fucking baseball fan. So, so the fact that, that you're agreeing with this, well, which I haven't. Quickly, my, my uncle, my my uncle that I was really close with growing up, he was a softball coach. Like He used to give one-on-one pitching lessons in his front yard and shit. So, like. I know a little something, something about the about the game of softball, and absolutely, after the end of this video, if you still think that that the baseball is the harder sport, then go step in a box. <laughs> That's all I'll say is go step in the box. Before I hit play, when I end up moving to where you're at, we got to join a male or a co-ed softball league. There's one here a in lot town. Of my- a lot of my buddies do it and they got fucking custom jerseys. Oh yeah. It's, it just looks like a lot of fun because I, it's just, it's the camaraderie. It's fucking baseball. It's the game of baseball. It's my fucking childhood. Sure. You get, literally you summed up get shit faced at nine o'clock in the morning, play an 11 o'clock game. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Let's fucking go. All right. So I'm going to hit this. I'm going to hit this and we're going to see, we're going to see how many people we can convince that softball is in fact harder than baseball better than baseball with an infield less than half the size of a baseball infield an elite pitch can uncork throws topping 70 miles per hour this means from about 37 feet away a softball pitch can reach the plate in only 3500 of a second to put this into perspective that's actually faster than it takes in 100 mile per hour major league fastball to reach home a softball player has only about 25 milliseconds to decide to swing about 55 percent less time than a major leaguer has tag someone who think softball is easy softball is harder than baseball with what the infield is less than half the size of a major league baseball infield a 70 mile an hour pitch from a softball mound to home plate reaches home plate faster than jacob Degrom throwing his 100 mile an hour heater 
So how, okay, so it's 37 feet from the mound to home plate in softball. Yep. You have about 55 milliseconds on a, on a, on average, 95 miles an hour is about average fastball speed in the major leagues. You get about 0.55 milliseconds in baseball to figure out location, speed, do I swing or not. You have 0.25 seconds in softball. Less than half the time on a smaller wow. field. It, it's insane, dude. Like, if you – like, I will turn on college softball games just for the hell of it. Now, do they only do – is softball – I mean, obviously, we just spoke about, like, you know, they have, like, co-ed leagues. I'm not talking professional. I'm not talking college. But do they have any male softball leagues, like, in college, or is this strictly for, for no, females? No, collegiate, collegiately is only female. But there are several – male fast pitch and slow pitch um softball leagues they wouldn't wouldn't be considered professional because it's not like you're getting paid to play for a team it's more of the all-star team of the beer league that like i got here in town like every every summer there's a a slow pitch softball league but if we were to go to like Jonesboro or Memphis or over towards Little Rock, there's big time tournaments that you can join. And if you qualify, there are national men's softball league tournaments. But again, it's all non professional. I really like that video. That was a that was an eye opener, and I was surprised. Again, yeah, dude. Because of your love of baseball, I was surprised that. Oh, I'm, look, look. When you when you get when you when we get done with this, I want you to look up Jenny Finch. J e n n y, f i n c h. Versus MLB. She faced. Dude, tell like, me. Tell Dude, me she's pitching and she's striking the out goats. all these fucking. She's pitching to the goats of baseball: Barry Bonds, Albert Pujols. I want to say Ken Griffey Jr. is out there. Like she's pitching to some certified G's. That's a, that's what I'm gonna leave you with. <clears throat> wow, Jenny Finch wow. was probably the best softball player I've ever seen in my life. She pitched for the USA Olympic team. And she's striking out these fucking top dogs, heavy hitters. I don't know if she is or if she isn't, Kyle. I'm going to let you figure that one out. I'm going to let you discover that. But uh, in in light of the Dodgers spending over $1 billion this offseason, I felt like this clip right here was – Apropos. Let's fucking go. Three, two, and one. Fireworks, please. For baseball. The Dodgers just... I like this guy. 
on the table and say, yeah, we'll pay him. I see fans of other teams crying about it. They shouldn't be able to do deferred money. There should be a cap. It's not fair. You know who you should be yelling at? Is your front office. Guys, these owners are billionaires. Who's stopping the 29 other teams from doing the same thing the Dodgers are doing? Your stingy front office. I saw for a ton of years with the Cubs when I was in Chicago. Regardless of who plays on that field, every day, 45,000 fans are going to come to Wrigley, get drunk, party, and spend money. So why would I need to put a premier product on the field if I can keep my overhead low? Mariners owner, John Stanton. Net worth, $1.1 billion. Last year's payroll, below league average. White Sox owner, Jerry Reinsdorf. Net worth, $1.44 billion. Last year's payroll, below league average. Oakland Athletics owner, John Fisher. Net worth, $2 billion. Last year's payroll, dead last in baseball. Detroit Tigers have the 10th richest owner in baseball, yet they they were number 20 in payroll last year. This isn't a rich versus poor issue. It's about owners who are actively trying to win World Series versus owners who are just trying to squeeze as much profit out of their team every year. This is great. It seems to me that... No, I mean, it seems to me, because we were talking about that over on the 643 and you were explaining to me uh, when we were talking about... Don't be mad at the Dodgers for wanting to win. If the Dodgers so thought that this is what it took to get their team to the World Series, then how in the hell are you going to punish the Dodgers for doing it? <clears throat> if spending $1.2 billion this offseason was what it took for the Dodgers to be World Series contenders, why should they be punished for doing the moves that they felt they needed to do? I, I mean, I don't think they should. I It seems like a lot of these, like, for me, I think that I, I agree. I agree. I agree. And I agree. But but I also am would be really curious to go back to these owners of the multiple MLB teams and see who of which one of them or which ones of them actually like the sport of baseball. And see... I'm convinced that the owner of the St. Louis Cardinals, Mr. Bill DeWitt Jr., I believe that he cares more about the Arby's restaurant franchise that he owns than he does the St. Louis Cardinals. Well, just, he's, probably, he's probably making a lot more money, obviously, although, from the Ar Arby's franchise. Than I will he is. say the Cardinals spent over um, $100 million this offseason. So that's maybe cool. there's some changing. Maybe there but maybe there's some changes being made. No, no, we had no option. We had no option. Like we had several holes in our team that had to be filled, and um, but nobody else gonna. I mean, I don't know, man. Like just like just like he said, the owner of the Oakland Athletics is a $2 billion man and their team was last in payroll. There's teams that honestly do not try to win. They're literally, their operating method is squeeze as much money from the fans as possible. 
It's just it's a it's it's a see that's not MLB then that's like the money, the the instead of Major League Baseball it's called Money League Ball. How much money can we squeeze out of these fans? Sure. Before Remember you play, we, before you before we play the next clip, don't play that one. Play the one I yeah play that one next. But uh, it if if the fans wouldn't be so damn faithful. If Say fuck this on opening going. on opening day, they were ninety five percent empty. The owners would have to respond. That's the only way that anything's going to change until the rules get changed in baseball. And I think that I think that the answer is simple. There's two things that could overnight fix this problem. Well, maybe not overnight because the season's not going yet, but. One, the fans take it into their own hands, and on opening day, they don't show up. On the day after opening day, they don't show up. And they continue to not show up until the ownership and the front office decides to get competitive. Or Bud Selig, the MLB commissioner, has to figure out how to improve impose a cap floor instead of like in the in the NFL and in basketball where there's a cap ceiling there's a number where you can't spend more than on your team I think that in baseball there should be a number that you can't spend less than yeah instead of instead of like you can't spend this much no it's like you need to at least bro invest yeah you have to spend at least this much you or, have or, to or you'll put be fined. This much, yeah, or you lose draft picks, or yep. you're fined, or something, something, something. That's the to me the only two realistic options. Would until, you say would? But until then, how dare you say anything about the Dodgers? Because if it was your team doing it, you wouldn't have anything to say. If your team, if the St. Louis Cardinals would have signed Otani. Shohei Otani, Yoshinobu Yamamoto, Tyler Glass now, and has and the Dodgers have made several other amazing moves this offseason. If it was any anybody listening, if it was their respective team, you'd be over the moon. But because it's the Dodgers and nobody likes the Dodgers. Uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's partially because you know California go, uh, government. Well, it has nothing to do with California. It's I, just the I, fact I, yeah. that the Dodgers are always fucking good, man. You muted yourself, brother. Whoops, that's that's back to the the yeah they they've been bangers. Like I remember I was telling you about the Nomo and Piazza days. I'll never yeah, forget dude. my little. But would you say the majority of Team owners are fucking stingy. The majority yes, of them are stingy. I would say every single one of them are. Except for Steve Cohen, who owns the Mets. Except for the person in charge of the... <clears throat> 
San Diego Padres. I can't remember his name. And the owner of the Dodgers. There's people out there that would probably want to throw the Braves owner into that. And I would say, no, no. Oh, no, no. (laughs) Dude, what the Braves have done with their current roster is fucking disgusting. They have a roster full of MVP caliber players that took long, took, took extremely long but small money monetary value deals early in their career. Like Ozzie Alves, who is arguably one of the best second basemen in the league right now, took a deal in like his second or third year in the league for like a 10-year, $80 million deal. Which when you're fresh on the scene, that's like holy shit. But when I when you're Ozzy Albies and you turn into Ozzy Albies by year six and you're only getting paid eight million dollars a year while the worst player to play second base is making at least twelve to fifteen a year. The Braves have done the Braves have convinced their entire roster to take team friendly deals. Long years, low dollars. And the and the and I mean it works. The Braves are one of the best teams in the world. But then they were the, the they Dodgers the said world's... the Dodgers said we ain't we ain't got a penny pinch our motherfucking players. We're gonna pay them everything they want and then some. And that's their prerogative. If the if the Dodgers want to go spend a one point two billion dollars on four players, then hey, more power to you. Every like like the like the dude said in the video. Every single uh, maybe not every other every single other owner, because the Dodgers have literally spent certain owners' total net worths this off season. But eighty percent of the owners could have an off season like the Dodgers just had. So yeah, they just choose. They they're choose all not to. fucking misers, dude. Damn, that's, why I, that's why I labeled uh, when when me and you talked on the six four three last of our with our little baseball episode. That's why I labeled it pandas, billionaires, and misers because they're all fucking misers. They're cheap ass old white men, <laughs> P- penny pinchers. Yep. Let's go ahead Damn, and play button dude. on this one, dude. I I this was I remember this clip. This was a good one. All right, let's fucking get it. In boxes of cards that nobody knew existed were just discovered and they may be worth a million dollars. So this is Artie Lewicki. He was a pitcher for the Detroit Tigers and Arizona Diamondbacks and after retiring from baseball at 29 years old, he became a sports card dealer following in the footsteps of his father who was a big dealer back in the 80s and 90s. Recently, Artie acquired this massive collection from someone in Pennsylvania. The cards were found close to where the old Topps factory was back in the 1960s and 70s. And it appears that at least some of the boxes came from a former Topps employee because the collection featured test issue boxes that nobody else would have access to. Take a look at this 1968 Topps baseball 3D complete box. It's the only one in the world, but that's only the beginning of this legendary find. There are many boxes in this collection that are surfacing for the first time publicly, like these unopened cello boxes of football and baseball cards from the 1960s and early 70s, and even 1966 Batman cards. 
In total, this find is estimated to be worth around a million dollars, and it's being sold by our partner Heritage Auctions throughout a variety of their auctions in 2024. In their winter sports card auction closing on January 27th, they have 26 lots from this incredible find. The two biggest ones are this box of 1970 Topps baseball with 24 unopened packs, and this box of 1968 Topps football with 36 unopened packs. Insane boxes of cards that nobody knew existed were just discovered and Dude, I disagree. I think that's crazy, but I disagree. A million dollars I call bullshit. I think Dude. there's way more money. Oh way yeah. more oh, money in those yeah. cards. Oh yeah. One of a kinds, dude. Like literally boxes that were never even released to the public. Yep. Those cards and, have never been seen. And so did that did, did, he was a pitcher for the, the he, so he was a pitcher for the Detroit Tigers. He retired when he was 29 and he decided to follow his father's footsteps and start becoming a card dealer. And he apparently purchased a collection from somebody in Pennsylvania that used to live next to the old Tops factory. And apparently the collector that the pitcher bought the collector, you know, bought his collection, they had acquired things from employees of the Tops factory. Unreleased test products, um products that were never released that weren't like 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 they were like he said test boxes, but then there were regular products that for whatever reason never made it out or no unopened boxes are left except for these. Dude, that's yeah. Oh yeah. We're talking, we're talking. In my opinion, think, during the fifties, sixties and seventies, baseball cards were for kids. No, no seven year old kid in 1966 was going and paying five bucks for a box of cards and saying, I'm going to sit on this for 50 years. Yeah, I bet you the person that ended up selling these cards or the lot itself, or maybe they were sold in multiple lots. I guarantee you was, they got a lot more than a million dollars. Yeah, and I also I also guarantee you they probably it was probably like one of those things where like their dad or great granddad was like a big huge collector of cards and they inherited these and they're like, This is fucking retarded. I really wanted the mansion and the ten acres. Like, I don't know. They don't know what the worth is. They don't know the value. So, like, mm -hmm. fuck it, dude. I'll sell them. Yeah. And hopefully the person, uh, hopefully, uh, and I'm sure they, the guy kind of sounds like a stand-up dude, uh, being that him and his dad were both in this, or his dad was in this business, and then he followed up. Is like, listen, dude, I know you're, I know you're, I know you're only asking for, like, 20 grand for all these cards, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'm, I'm going to go give ahead you and, and give you 2.5 million. Yeah, <laughs> being honest, man, knowing that everyone's sure. gonna that's fucking wild dude see even though i don't know a whole lot about baseball cards dude i would love to be a fly on the wall as these cards these packs are opened just to like look i, oh, I like yeah. i was watching the other day i was watching these kids uh for christmas open up their little pokemon packs mm -hmm. and they know like when you open up a pack of pokemon cards like you know they like flip the, they take it out, they flip the cards, they take one card, they move it in the back, they flip it, and they know exactly where the, the yeah. fucking foil cards are.
like I don't even know shit about Pokemon anymore. Yes, I was I I played when I was a kid and I collected cards and had my cards still being around, I probably would be sitting very pretty right now, but unfortunately that is not the case. But just seeing the excitement on these kids' faces, dude, they're they like lose their shit, dude. Like they almost have fucking aneurysms. Yeah. That is yeah. fucking awesome, dude. That is awesome. That's how I would be if see because like very rarely do we do it anymore but i used to buy baseball card boxes and stuff and we'd me and callie be sitting there ripping packs and shit and i just kept thinking man if i if i pull me a mike trout auto if i pull a mike trout auto i'm a i'll be outside rolling in the street like ah! like if is that like, like would that be oh, yeah. worth a lot of money? Yeah, it'd be like trout? like a like at the time it would have been like a seven hundred fifty eight hundred dollar autograph. At the time, yeah, it's it, oh okay, his, okay. His, you're his, talking his, about at the time, okay, yeah. okay. Oh, but like right now, there's certain cards that you could. Okay, so if we were to buy a hobby box of the twenty twenty three Bowman Bowman Chrome Draft. It's a really expensive product right now, but it's an expensive product because Bowman decided in in to celebrate Tom Brady's retirement. They put, I don't know if you know this or not, but Tom Brady was originally drafted in baseball by the Montreal Expos. No, but instead decided to pursue his football career at Michigan and into the NFL. No. So Bowman decided this year that they were coming out with a so like you have rookie cards, but then yeah. Bowman does their Bowman's first, which is like a pre-rookie card. Like if you're when when you get drafted, if you're if you have any kind of hype around you, you get a Bowman's first. That is your entrance into the card game. That is your first card. Before your rookie card, you have a first, like if you like Dylan, I have a Dylan Carlson rookie auto, but then I have a Dylan Carlson Bowman first. So the Bowman first is going to be probably worth more? Depending on the card and the player, but yeah. um, They decided to put Tom Brady's Bowman first in this product. In the 2023? Yeah. And there's autographs and non-autographs. You could pull a Tom Brady auto out of a baseball box this Dude, year. what the fuck? Sir, if you were to pull a Tom Brady Bowman first out of 25, you're looking at a $30,000 plus dollar payday. So there's only 25 of these boxes? No, 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 no. Oh, you're saying in one base, out of 25 cards. In baseball cards, there's what are called parallels. Okay, I've heard of those. So you'll have like one, you'll have out of 499 will be purple. And then out of 299 will be blue. Out of 99 will be pink or whatever. It, and it's not the same for every product. It's just whatever then you usually you have like out of 99 out of 50 
out of 25, out of 10, out of five. One of one. And then the one of one. Yeah, one of one's it, baby. But believe it or not, the Tom Brady cards that are number 12, whether it be 12 out of 25 or 12 out of 50 or 12 out of whatever the number is, because I think they only go up to um, 75. Those, the ones, because those are what you would call jersey match. Because what cut, what number was Tom Brady? I'm assuming 12. He was 12, TB12, right? So the numbered cards that are 12 out of whatever are selling for God. There's bounties out on them. There are card shops and collectors that are putting out hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of bounties on this card saying, hey, I don't care who you are. If you pull this card, I'll pay you for it. Like, it's ridiculous. Sir, think about pulling a piece of cardboard that will forever change not only your life, but your children's lives. Cardboard. Cardboard. How much how much do these boxes go for, do you think? I don't think we could get if we wanted to get a a a, a hobby box of 2023 Bowman draft, I think we would have to pay somewhere around six to seven hundred dollars. And there's no guarantee that we would get a Brady. But but if but if you do, not only do you pay for the box, you pay for Sir, if if we were and even the non-autos are selling for multiple thousands of dollars. Like if you were to like if we were to pull if we if if we bought a box and we pulled a orange out of 25 Brady auto I would have we would have effectively made as much money as I make in a year at work <laughs> on this one card. And it's one hey, of those I, things where, no, there's no putting this card in the mail and you PayPal me $36,000. It's no, no, you're going to fly your ass out here. I'll meet you at Memphis at the airport. We'll go out to dinner and do this business deal. Yeah, because it ain't worth fucking sending that bitch out. No, you're I a stupid know. motherfucker if you put a 30 something thousand dollar card in the mail. Hey, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think a dope episode would be, or a show to do, I like UFC, you, obviously baseball, and I'm getting back into the baseball, but I think it'd be cool to do, like, even if it's like a 30-minute a show where we rip some fucking cards, dude. Dude, we need to, man. I haven't bought that a will box be of cards in forever, awesome. dude. All right, so... I, f- I probably showed you this before, right? My Mickey Mantle autograph. Oh, my God. that That's Mickey Mantle's autograph, dude. Like, he touched, he <laughs> held this card. He held this card, and he held a ballpoint ink pen and said, I'm putting my John Hancock on that. Dude. This is my most valuable card. Who in the hell is Tom Brady compared to Mickey Mantle in the game of baseball, right? 
that and might, why is it worth so might much more money? Be a fifteen hundred dollar card. That might I might get two thousand dollars out of that card. Mickey Mantle, arguably one of the greatest baseball players of all time, and that card will sell less than a Tom Brady base. Not base, I'm sorry. It won't be a base, but it would be a non-autograph. There are non-autographed Brady 2023 Bowman draft cards that are selling more than that Mickey Metal autograph. Than a Mickey, that's fucking, that's it's stupid. That's twisted. what that that's is. That's twisted. Bro. Bro, let's play this last clip. Let's end. <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm glad that I thought about this before we played the last clip because the black, last clip isn't baseball. As I've talked to you over the last couple of days, I got this wild hair up my ass to uh, start a fantasy baseball league this year. Yes! I've never done it. I've never played any fantasy sports in a league. But I really want to try it this year. And so, me and you are going to kick up a fantasy baseball league that will kick off within three months because in about two weeks pitchers and catchers report for spring training in about a month spring training will be underway you will be able to turn your tv on and see professional baseball on the tv you know one of the things we should do too is we'll get the league all set up but we can do mock drafts, and those are good yeah, to do. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you you just you don't. That's not really your team, but you kind of understand because I know, like in like baseball, how to draft. Or, yeah, like because in football, what happens is when you're when you're playing when you're playing fantasy football, right? I want to say the strategy, and this just depends from person to person, but overall, like you want to draft your running backs first. So everyone goes for running backs, then everyone goes for wide receivers, then everyone goes for tight ends. Then quarterbacks, I believe, and then really that's crazy flex- because I'm I'm going Pat, Patty Mahomes first pick. pick See, that's one, what ends up happening one. though. So you'll you'll think that that's like ever. So you don't gotta because you'll go in there and you'll like I I print up. You can print up the sheets if you have a printer. You can print up like the whole MLB roster and they'll right. they'll rank all rank everybody. So you highlight. You know, the ones that you're hoping to get. And it also depends on your draft pick. So you might be first, you might be last. But if you're last, you get two picks. You get the 12th pick and then you get it's a It's snake. That's exactly what it is. It's snake style. But so everyone will be focused on, let's just say we got the running backs down. We got the wide receivers down. Now everyone's focusing on tight ends. And then you got the one dude that's like, I'm picking up fucking Tom Brady. Yeah. I know he's not playing this year, but that's, and everyone's like, oh, fuck, dude, we're going for quarterbacks now and then everyone starts fucking hitting so there's like a strategy to it. it's a lot of fun but, yeah uh shout out to the k4v3 the cave podcast uh I, I i made a post yesterday on the discord and we at least have one uh shout out feel the burn he says he's in so we got three we got Hell three yeah. so far so even though it's my first attempt at any kind of baseball fantasy um I feel like there needs to be something on the line. So I'm thinking something small like a $20 buy-in. 
nothing major. I think, you know, maybe if we keep this thing going for a year or two and and we get more people involved or whatever, we can we can re I'm not worried about that aspect of it. I'm more worried about the actual doing of the 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 fantasy. Like I I I want it if if I wasn't invested in baseball enough, this is just another way to stay dug into the game that much more. Well, so that's exactly it. That's exactly it. If anybody listening to this wants to be part of the Sunday Night Secret Society slash six four three conspiracy fantasy baseball league for the twenty twenty four season. And you don't mind potentially losing 20 bucks, but standing to gain some money if you win. <laughs> hit me or call up. Because as of now, we've got three people involved in this shindig. I haven't spoke to anybody else about it since I asked you about it because I wanted to. I think I'm going to use the sleeper app. I downloaded it earlier today. When we get done with this, I'm going to go through it and see what I can't find out. See if I can't YouTube some videos and see what I can't find out. But I, I really hope we can get at least five, six people in it. I feel like if we can get at least five people in it, that's a pot of a hundred dollars. Yep. And that the, should I be incentive the, enough for anybody to jump in because I mean, hell, that's a bill of groceries now. <laughs> Where where the where the where the money factor comes in and why in my opinion why that's important is because if once you start getting towards the end of the season and you know you're not in it no more, what a lot of people do is they just stop fucking playing. Sure. So if you and I were playing each other and I'm like, I'm already fucking out of this, so you stop paying attention, maybe you you yeah. don't put the right players in. And then you automatically win, but the person you're going against, it's like an automatic win for you. So like your next potential matchup with, with let's say feel the burn or whatever. And then because I just don't give a fuck anymore. I think that's where the money helps. Cause you're like, I still want to, you still want to play. You literally have skin in the game. You literally have skin. And in I, the game. And I and, mean, it, it ain't gotta be 20. It could be 10. It could be whatever just uh, whatever and i'm just want enough to keep you like okay i need to pay attention to it but not enough yep. to be like because you you know me and you talked about fantasy last year and there were some leagues that i could have bought into with you but i wasn't willing to put 50 dollars on the line yeah that's kind of biting me in the ass now especially because, well, for something that i've never done before like yep i'm po folk around here pimp fifty dollars well, we'll a lot of money <laughs> we'll definitely we'll definitely get it going and another cool thing like i'd be willing to invest in uh whether it be a fucking 3d printed trophy but like a lot of the times for for or nfl like fantasy plaque. you get like a plaque but <laughs> but to to uh incentivize people that just don't fucking care you have to, and, and th this kind of comes in play when you get your group together and you're all kind of friends, even though we're all in different states, different areas and whatnot. But if you're last place, you got to rock a fucking, I suck at fucking fantasy baseball placard or, or on your fucking license plate, on your license plate. Or like you have to get like the ball sack that like hangs off the back of your car something. and you got to rock it all year. We'll figure it out. There's definitely going to be a 
first place, last place. Try to make it right. Oh, my bad. Dude. You did it, dude. So, yeah, dude. Fantasy baseball. Looking forward to that. All right. So, with you being in SoCal, I'm pretty sure you already know what's coming. Oh, um, I, I, I might. I don't know if you've seen this clip before. But the first time that I saw this clip, it literally gave me chills. Dude, like father, like son here. I was like I father, seen this, like, like son. I, I haven't. I, I don't know if I've seen this exact video, but I recently came across this like a week or two ago. And I'm like, if you close your eyes. Oh, you don't, you don't know the look, difference. You don't know the difference. And and anyhow, I end up, I knew somebody that I used to work with that was friends. Uh with a lot of a lot of these members and yeah. uh uh what is i think the dog's name is lou dog yeah lou dog Louis. is her dalmatian yeah, yeah lou dog yeah dude sublime all day so i listen to these guys we used to go camping every single year i'll keep this short and sweet but every single year we used to go camping at uh down in the palmdale area palmdale come back to me little afro man just sizzling but um yeah <laughs> We used to go motorcycle riding every Thanksgiving for like a week. And my older cousin would, we would just have speakers. Just It was just pretty much like offspring, fucking sublime, bad religion, social distortion, all that shit. But this is a banger. This is incredible. And I have to say, before this gets started, that uh, what's the what's the lead singer right now of sublime? What's his name? Yeah, Rome. Rome. Yeah. So it's not it's not Sublime, it's Rome with Sublime. Rome is a fucking banger too, but but hey, that's a different You don't hold a candle right to the to the to the offspring of the man himself. This is it and we're going to play it in 3 2 and 1. Listen up folks. Try to make it right. Oh, it's not done yet. That started over. Oh, it did. Okay, okay. Dude, Dude. straight banger. So did you notice that he's playing his dad's guitar? No, I did not. That's his dad's guitar. That's incredible. Dude, how awesome is that? If you close your eyes, you would have no clue that that wasn't Bradley. Nope. I mean, you have to, and you have to take into consideration too that this is a, these are what we're listening to is a live show. So this isn't like the, oh, the sure. edited. But, dude, break. so Kyle, 
Jacob never knew his dad. Uh, I also Jacob, did not know that. Jacob was a baby when his daddy died. He did not did grow not up that. around Bradley. Nothing. He he had CDs and a poster to listen to to be next to his dad. For him to grow up and damn near look exactly like and sound exactly like his daddy is just amazing. Hey, good music never dies, brother. Amen. Damn, dude. Well, unfortunately, but fortunately, unfortunately, we're going to wrap this up. Fortunately, you can always tune in next week to Sunday Night Secret Society. And don't forget the 643 Conspiracy Podcast. Um, yeah, we're going to be back, man. We're going to be back. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be awesome. Um, and I would love to think that whoever's listening to this has already checked out the 643, but if you are new and you know, you're not fully with it yet, go check out the 643. Um, that is where I sit in the passenger seat shotgun and my boy Hank fucking lays the shit down. And you'll get a lot more, uh, a lot more baseball and conspiracy over on that side. And again, anyone that's interested in this uh, uh, fantasy baseball league, you got it. You got to hop in. It's going to be a great time. You get to interact with with both myself and Hank. And um, even if you're, even if you're like not super sure, you've never played fantasy uh, baseball. Neither have I, nor has have Hank. I. So. And so this is going to be a learning experience um, for Basic, all of us. What I should say is if you want to come and take my $20, <laughs> just, just join this league. Yep. But a uh, little, little different episode for the people tonight, Kyle. You know, I think this Dude. is the first time in several months that the Sunday Night Secret Society has pushed out a, a non-roundtable show, and I think that's okay every once I in a know, while, you know? I know. It has been well overdue. Uh, it's been, yeah. Even no, though we didn't I, quite, you know, deep dive a topic, you know, uh, oh, I don't even want to try to think about what we covered in the front because that was just some rough. Gosh, that was tough. But I think that needed to be out there. And, ooh, man, I don't even know. Man, yeah, that that's. Uh, it was rough. I've been telling you, man, let's do Pizzagate. Let's do Pizzagate. Let's do Pizzagate. And then you send me this, and this ain't Pizzagate, but this is just like, oh, man, maybe I don't want to do. Did I already, did I already, I I already sent you those files. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you emailed it to me already. All right. Well, if I have to send it again, because, you know, it's one of those tough topics and it kind of reminds me, I was listening, we were, I was listening to, I say we, but I have a feeling we, you probably listened to it too, but, uh, uh, Operation Red Pill. They just went over every episode, you and, uh, you and, oh, God. Yeah. Bo Diggles. I'm sorry. Bo Diggles. Yep. Yep. I it's, didn't um, forget your name. Oh well, Bo. I'm, I'm, if you I'm are listening, lizard. you need to you need to you need to come say hi and hop on and shoot the shit with with myself and and my boy Hank. But yeah, it was deep dark. But dude, it has to get out there. It has to get out there. There's no ifs ands or buts about it. Um, and I'm still down to do the PizzaGate Part Six. We still have some shit to cover. I mean, we're going. Um, I feel like we 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 owe it to the people to get the rest of it out there. I mean. I agree a thousand. Y'all started it and we gonna finish it up, baby. It might take three years, but we'll get through it. 
Yeah, no shit. Yeah, three years, couple beers, glass of whiskey or two, or some of that crown apple. Not the crown oh, yeah. peach. I like the crown peach. We already know your boy Hank does not like the crown peach. Peach is not, not his fan. cup of it's not his cup of tea. Not a fan. But yeah, with that be with that being said, man, I hope you have a blessed night. I hope everyone enjoyed. Um, definitely reach out to myself or Hank. Uh, we're on uh you can find us both on on Instagram. Uh Hank, you're over at the six four six four three conspiracy podcast. Um I'm over obviously at Sunday Night Secret Society on Instagram, so feel free to reach out. Uh, we we'll would check love out to get some links trees in our bio. Get it, and I'll make sure to post those. I'm not going to slide. This is one of my this is one of my favorite episodes that we've done so far. I, I enjoyed the baseball yeah, aspect, and it was definitely a lighter a lighter lighter note. Um, but hey, at the end of the day, just remember, dude, softball is fucking harder than baseball. If that's if there's one thing you can take from this, softball is harder than baseball. All right. Hey man, fuck around and find out. My brother, you know I love you. Sink, uh, Ashley and the kids, my best, and my love. Right back at you. I hope that you have a great rest of your evening. I am about to go crawl onto the couch and figure out this uh this baseball league that we're about to start up. Let's fucking go, brother. Much love, dude. Right back at you, Callie and the kids. Callie and the kids. <laughs> that could be a band name Callie and the kids right uh, but yeah man you have a beautiful night stay fly be kind and uh, hasta la fucking pasta we'll catch y'all later <laughs>